Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Ann Samoylov. Today, we are going to head back to the basics and start talking about six unavoidable steps to actually launching a successful online program. Now, most of the time, I like to make it general-ish and say that you can do certain things for all types of launches. But today we're going to talk about online programs because a lot of you who are coming to me lately are creating your own digital products, your digital courses, your online coaching programs, and just online live delivered programs. And honestly, it is what I have the most experience in online is launching those types of programs regardless of my history and animation and all that. And I mean, I can, I can pass you, I can pass you a little link in the show notes to, I think it's like episode two, where it talks more about that history of, you know, where I, where I started this whole journey and helping people launch their stuff. But today we're going to just, we're going to start with these six unavoidable steps that I think are really key for a successful online product launch especially an online course. So before we dive into that, I do want to make sure that you know that right now there is a special one-week-only enrollment open for Fearless Launching. Now, I'm doing this because summer's right around the corner, and I've really, literally, like no jokes here, I've wanted to do a summer school for literally three years. This will be the third year, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. We'll see. We'll see who shows up for new peeps, and I know that the Fearless Launchers want to go through this stuff again. So all you have to do to to see what's included in this summer school is go to fearlesslaunching.com. If you want to look right away at the summer session and find out what is specific to this summer session, go to fearlesslaunching.com forward slash summer dash session dash, um, not dash, but a hash, whatever it is. <laughs> so, okay. So let's dive into this because if you're able to turn an idea into something that gives tangible results to others, especially in the form of a course, then if that's what you want to do, then you know that at some point you're going to have to do one of these launches. And we see them all the time. Like, heck, this morning I queued up an email and I saw someone in, in the online business training space that was launching something. And uh, that person launches things a lot. So if you open up your inbox right now, I bet you would see someone launching some sort of online program. So first, the good news. The steps to getting your work out to the world and to the right people is actually completely within your control. And the best part is it's customizable for your business. You don't have to wait until you get a 1,000 or 2,000 or even more subscribers to prove that you've made it and you now are allowed to do a launch. There's actually a process you can follow to launch your products, you can use it again with your services or your blog or other pieces of your online business, um, but you can start now. That's the point. And I like to call this process fearless launching, of course, because fearless launching is my main signature comprehensive launching program. And 
in that program, it's funny that I use the number six here because in that program, there are six key ingredients and elements that make a successful launch. Some of those are specific to the steps I'm going to cover today, but these steps for today are ones that you can apply right now. You can apply them without a team, without a big list, without spending a ton of money or having all the answers. And I guess my question for you would be, do you want to know the secret recipe? Because if you do, keep listening. Step number one. Step number one is actually something that I feel like is often not not talked about, and I'm always shocked that it's not. And that is an understanding of the big picture. You got to understand the big picture. So if you've never launched before, you might kind of think you know what a launch is and how it works and what comes first and what comes second. And you might think you see how much things should cost or how, how, how much they shouldn't cost, what works and what doesn't. Now, having a roadmap, and that's what I call it because Fearless Launching does have that roadmap. Actually, the roadmap is something that I include in um, a few different products. But the roadmap allows you to learn embrace and actually prepare for a launch before you even put a date on the calendar or you start dreaming of that webinar or your free video sequence, uh, your series or your free challenge that you're going to do on whatever Instagram or Facebook. So, I mean, I'll go into these deeper in another post because this in itself is, can be a post, but the the little insight in this in this piece of understanding the big picture is quite simply that you got to know where you're going before you actually set off on your journey. I mean, who else has to set their GPS if they're going on a road trip and they have to cut? I mean, I don't know about you, but I like to look first to just like, oh, which way are they taking me? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm going on this highway, then I have to get over there. So you kind of in your head have like a general idea of what's going to happen and potentially what decisions you're going to make along the way. Sometimes it doesn't take a long time to get yourself up to speed on this bigger picture, but it is important to understand that because sometimes you might only see one piece of that bigger picture when you're watching other people's launches and you have to go back, then you realize, oh, I didn't even know that was happening. So one example of this is actually, if you watch people doing webinars, you might see someone do a webinar kind of announcement. You might see, you might sign up for that webinar. Actually, if you do sign up for that webinar, you won't see the additional emails that go out about the webinar itself. You won't see the follow-up that might be going out to people who didn't sign up. You might not see, if you purchase right away, the replay uh, emails and communication and content that goes out. So depending on your choices along a path, you won't be able to really have the full picture. So you'll be kind of like piecing things together. So this is why it is insanely important. This is why I put the overview of the launch first uh, in most of, again, in most of the things that I that I share, because I think it's so critical to then diving into the areas where you're like, oh, I didn't even know that was going to happen. It kind of just gets your head ready for what, for the launch. 
So step two. Okay, so this one's interesting because we as entrepreneurs have expectations. So we can't, you can't help it. You like have expectations, you want to set goals, you want to like reach those goals. So it's important to define specific outcomes based on and in reality. So let's talk about the reality first. You need to take a complete launch inventory before you start writing down or defining your goals. The the one common setback to achieving success, I really think, especially during a launch, and, and even as you're going through your day-to-day of your business, is having higher expectations based on what you think should happen, or lower for that matter. I mean, it's better to be lower than higher and then not reach your goal. But regardless, once you take inventory, and I'll get into this in a little bit, but once you take inventory and really understand you know, the numbers, the vanity metrics, what content you have, who, who what people are, are helping you or are available to you, what other resources are, are available to you. Once you have all that information, then you get to settle on the goals that make sense based on where you are. And they'll be based on where you are right now, not where they'll grow. One really great example of a piece of piece of information you need is what are your open rates for your emails if you send emails to your list or if you have a list let's say you you do you have an you definitely have mailchimp or aweber or something like that how what is the percentage of people who open what are the percentage of people who click are people reporting you as spam it's extremely illuminating believe me to go in and check if you haven't checked in a while and go oh so how come this is lower than it should be and a really specific example is me. I went into my Infusionsoft reporting and I noticed that the conversion rate was not conversion, the open rate was a lot lower um, than I had been used to. But the truth was that was only because my list was bigger. So what I did was I I took the information that I had in my Infusionsoft and I actually looked to find some benchmarks to kind of give myself the, okay, that's actually not bad. And it wasn't, but still like a lot of people think that you're going to get 50 and 60 and 70% open rate. And that may be true if you have a smaller and if you have a, just a more engaged list, but on, on a very average percentage, most people it's actually much lower than we expect. And it's actually much lower conversion to someone who turns into a customer. So if let's say 15, I think it was, I can't remember it was 14 or 15% of people is the open rate for let's say online education or online business related stuff. Then think about 3% of those people, 1% to 3% of those people actually turning into customers. It really shows you what's reality. Um, so that's just a little bit. So you've once you have this truth time with yourself, then you can sit down, write down, brain dump, everything you want to achieve as a result of your launch. Maybe the list will include list building numbers, how how much you want your list to grow, how much money do you want to make, how much of both. Maybe it'll include what type of product you want to create. Maybe it'll be for a specific audience. How will it be delivered? 
Is it done already? Or do you have a sales page? You know, you'll, you'll start listing out all the things that you need to accomplish. So that is hugely important. So having a clear vision of your launch, and this is, this is actually, I mean, goal setting is like a big topic and I know there are lots of ways to go about it, but I like to focus on where I am now, what I've got for my assets, what I've discovered inventory wise. And then I look at what I want to, how I want to grow. And if I want to, if, if it is a money related product or launch, do how much do I want to make? And then I look at those numbers. And then I also look at growth in many different areas from email lists, social media, um, interaction on so, on social media, um, followers on social media. I might look at number of people that I interact with personally and get on the phone with. Uh, there's there's so many different metrics that you can use. I, I'm, I may need to link in the show notes a few different resources for that for you. So just look for those at ansamoylove.com forward slash show if you're not already there. And you'll you'll find those those links to some other metrics related articles. But regardless, goal setting can also be more organic and more holistic. It could mean something that you want to feel or achieve, an accomplishment, um, and maybe just the very fact that you're launching is your goal. You're not sure. You don't really care how much money you make or whatever. You don't care how much. Um, your list grows. You just want to know that you're getting the absolute right people into the program. And I do really do believe that having this clear vision of how your launch outcomes, what you want to happen will ensure that you actually stick to the bigger vision and the goals. And, and you'll be able to ask yourself, well, do these goals that I'm setting actually fit the goals of my business? And and at the end of your launch, you'll be able to look back and say, wow, I did not really estimate this properly. So I, I think that once you go through this process of inventory and then goal setting, it's important to talk it out loud with people, especially someone you trust, who can who can really call you on whatever you've listed out, whatever you've defined, and say, okay, so I see you want to do this. Is that, and, and instead of saying, I think that's too much, maybe have them ask you questions like, is this too many webinars? Is the webinar, t- is the schedule too tight? Can you get this stuff done by this time? Because there's a lot of work that goes into the launch and a lot of pieces that go into the launch as well. So don't be afraid to talk talk someone through it so that you get another perspective on on whether it can be done or not. Okay, so step number three now, we're going to talk about writing down your master plan because I'm a planner, you guys know that. So here's here's where you get to set a date for the launch and you work backwards. Um, and I don't always work backwards. I probably have the most maniacal way of planning ever because I might start at the end, but then I might kind of go through and fill in dates that I know. And then I might look based on those dates, then I back up. So I kind of feel like I do like a a hop, skip and a jump. <laughs> I I start at the end and then I kind of hop backwards. And then I start, 
I kind of go back and forth putting in various pieces like a blog post here, an email there. And one of the great ways and probably why why I am maniacal and I usually don't spend too much time just like looking at a calendar is that I actually like to list out the communication, which we'll get to in, in another, in like step six. Um, but it really doesn't matter what format you use to organize your schedule. If you like Excel, use Excel spreadsheet. Um, if you like Basecamp, great, use that. If you like Asana, use that. The trick is to put it all into one place and do your best to stick to it. I do also think that putting dates for live events or anything where you have to show up, put those in Google Calendar or something that pops up on your phone because if you've got to show up, you want to remember that. Um, in Fearless Launching, I talk about a few different options for creating the master plan and we we walk through that a little bit more uh, because I love Asana and I love Trello, but you know, my clients might use other tools, so I'm good with all the above. Some people just like to use lists, which I'm I'm a lister as well. And if you like lists, then you'll like Asana and Trello as well. And if you want to read more about planning tools and how to plan, head over to a post that I'm going to share with you. It's about creating a non-scary launch schedule. Because man, launching can scheduling can be really a bummer for a lot of people. Now, as much as I, you know, I want you to say you, because I, I know there's a lot of you who like to keep things organic, wake up each day, decide what to do. An essential part of that successful launch really is thinking things through. And the only way you get to do that is if you give yourself the time. And I get that the idea of planning the details of your launch can be so intimidating I mean, it shuts so many people down, just that planning part of it. Or it makes, or the, the, actually what's really dangerous is sometimes there's a, there's, and I probably should do a post on the types of planners, but, and the way people plan, but some people will make a plan and it's almost like they've already done what they're planning to do. Like the plan isn't the actual action. Just because you are successful in creating a, a plan or a schedule doesn't mean that your launch is going to be successful. You got to actually do the stuff that you put on the calendar. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, believe me when I say that breaking all those little pieces down into the steps, tasks, it really does make it m- so much easier to orchestrate a launch. You'll be able to come up with a strategy, the how to in advance. You'll be able to see where maybe you don't have enough communication. You'll be able to see where maybe it's too many emails, you know, too too little of a de- you know too short of a deadline, too long of a deadline, or maybe you'll get the warning sign like from the last step that you're biting off more than you can chew. Plus, having that plan reminds you to get your to do list done, all while keeping an eye on your bigger vision for the launch. So no one. Let me just repeat this. No one, not even me, as much as I'd like to think that I can, and I sometimes try to, you can't keep all the little pieces in your head all the time. Doing a webinar isn't as simple, isn't just a landing page, a thank you page, and integrating with your webinar host. It's the emails. It's the social, it's the other pieces of communication you might do around that. It's a blog post. It's 
It's the follow-up. It's making sure people show up on the webinar. It's what you do. It's maybe the Facebook ads. So there's a lot of different things, and they're not even tasks. They're just topics along the way. (laughs) So keep that in mind. Let's recap just a little bit before I get into step four. So number one, Step one, understand that bigger picture. Understand where at least you're headed. You don't need to have all the details at that point, but it is important to at least have a general idea. You know, how's this going to roll? What's my story here? Where am I going to go? Step two, you're going to define the specific outcomes based on real numbers and real data. So that means taking inventory and setting goals based on that inventory. And then finally, step three is writing down your master plan and creating that launch schedule. Those are key, key, key to making sure that you have a successful launch. Okay, so step four now. This is something that I think helps me every single time because I always want to do just the big picture stuff, big picture thinking, but, or I... Even I get the urge to launch something last minute sometimes. If you're going to be that way, regardless if you're going to have a lot of time or little time, step four is getting the back of the house running. So if you're running any part of your business online, you'll have a list of tools and systems that need to be working. Everything from your website to your affiliate program to your email marketing provider to your social media accounts. First things first, get everything integrated. Integration is the name of the game. If they don't talk to each other, these tools, or at least groups of them don't talk to other groups of them, then you're headed for a lot of disaster. So unless all these amazing tools are speaking to each other in some way, you're going to be wasting a ton of time figuring out what's not working during a launch. So for example, if you launch online, like an online program or offer digital products of any kind, then that means you need to set up online to accept payments for people to see and read what you're offering. Okay, see, read, and buy what you're offering. You have to accept payments. You have to allow them to read what you're offering, and they have to then access the materials. They have to know that their purchase has been successful. You need to let them know at each step of the purchase process what has happened. This is the key area where if you can get even just the payment, the sales process down, so sales page or whatever, shop listing to payment processor to email notifying them of the successful transaction because it's their money, and then you finally delivering their stuff. In addition to each of the tools that you might have to use at each step of that process, you're going to need a way to communicate. So obviously, so you've got the, let's say you've got your lead pages, you, you, oh my God, I don't even know where to start with this because it could literally, you could consider your sales process like you could start it on your webinar replay page. Let's say you have a webinar there's a link to your sales page. So you've got lead pages. And then let's say you're using Divi, WordPress, a WordPress uh, sales page. That goes there. Then that has to be linked up to your payment processor. And your payment processor has to be linked to your email marketing provider. Basically, 
it all boils down to you knowing that your tools all work together. And the main thing also, in addition to them being integrated, is that everything has to be somewhat automated. Not everything. Like you might decide to do a nice personal email after you see people's orders come through. Great. That's that's amazing. But it's important to get as much of that payment stuff and delivery stuff set automatically, if that makes sense. So it's important because especially if you're working by yourself, I mean, think about it. You don't want to have to be pushing buttons every five seconds or adding someone into AWeber manually. So you've got to figure this out. And while there are tons of tools and ways to set up a product, your service, your offers, you must be able to sit at the control board and operate it if needed. So you've got to be able to troubleshoot if any systems break down, which sometimes they do. So you have to be aware of what your tools are. Make sure you know how to make them work and test them, test them, test them, test them. Okay. Step five is all about support, gather support. I think that no matter whether launching alone is possible or not, I really don't think it's necessary. You know, you don't, does that mean you need a five or 10 person team, full-time paid team? No, but you need, do need to have people around you to help you support you. And support comes in so many different forms of people who give different types of support. So simply ask yourself, who's going to keep you on target and on schedule? Who's going to be your cheerleader and pep talker? (laughs) Who's going to help you get the word out to other people? And who's going to make sure your buy buttons all work? Who's going to write all your emails? So you might be the one handling many of these. But I say, you don't have to do all of them alone. Launching is so exhausting sometimes, and really having support makes all the difference, even if it's someone you can reach out to and say, ah, I hate this launch. Of course, you wouldn't say that, right? (laughs) And even your cat counts, if that's the only one who'll listen to your primal screams. Okay, finally, we're on my favorite step of all, because I feel like it's the one where we can all just keep growing, keep learning, and keep getting better at. Sometimes we can get worse at it, but I think that if we're honest with ourselves, we'll know what to do. So step six is know where to communicate, and then communicate. (laughs) So communication is the name of the game during a launch, because not only does it often feel like you've got to be everywhere all the time, well, but you don't. But it also feels like you just have to be on or maybe a different person sometimes. And you don't. Again, you don't. You just, for first of all, for the everywhere all the time myth, you just need to be on your strongest channels. So what, whatever one to three channels are your strongest, you don't have to be everywhere because it can get super exhausting. You're going to need your energy for those one, two, or, you know, three if, if you want two channels. And then maybe your communication will be different on all of those channels. Let's say you're like Alexis, uh, one, of my, one of my business besties. Uh, she is on YouTube. She has a blog. She has Instagram. Those are her main channels. And there's different types of content on each one, so they don't tax her in the same way. So basically, 
you would just check in on those three platforms all the time, making sure that you are answering, interacting, responding, seeing who's liking, seeing what the interaction is, seeing if people like it, seeing if people share it. And honestly, it's going to feel like you're talking a lot, like everywhere, all the time. Do your best to answer questions, look for ways of helping new people, and be as available as possible. Even if you're not really sure, you know, if they're interested or not, just be available. That's what I say. And be personal and be, and don't be afraid to do things that seem like, you know, you feel like people should just buy whatever you put out there. But how about reaching out even just by Facebook message to people who like certain things. Let's say you have a Facebook group. I know I did this last launch just because I wanted to make sure that I connected with them. I wasn't able to do voice memos to everybody. There were just too many um, people writing in during that time. So I split it up and had some of them be just little Facebook messages to make sure they didn't have any other questions, make sure I couldn't, you know, if they needed any help with anything to let me know. Because everything is seriously about communicate, communication during a launch. Um, you've got to get your message to people who already love you and remind them about that and why they need to be part of what you're doing and to new people who will love you. And you've got to be able to identify where those pockets of people are. So you, you do that in a variety of ways that we talk about, obviously, more in inside Fearless Launching, but just really quick, you know, podcasts, guest posts, other types of interviews, um, other types of press, press releases, you name it, you know, there are plenty of ways to reach other people's audiences. And of course, affiliates, if you have partners, promotional partners that are introducing you to their audiences, great, all the better. You can't totally bank on those other audiences, but if you've spent the time, nurtured that relationship not just with the person, but with their audience. And if they kind of know who you are because there's a natural, visible relationship, then great. Those can be your additional people that come in. You're communicating with so many different people. You know, there's actually a really great episode about the different types of people that you might encounter as part of your audience, even people who aren't in your audience yet. You can kind of consider them the coldest part of your audience. I'm going to put that in the show notes because I thought it was fabulous the way they described the hot, warm, and cold leads. Now, in that context that I heard it, it was they were talking about cold trap, I mean, Facebook ads. But I do think it's worth thinking about in how you communicate with people on in different areas in different channels, in different places? Is email where your warmest, closest people, friend, like friend level people are? Is Facebook really just your cold, you know, people who don't really know you that well? Is Instagram really your friends? Like, you know, who's who's in the inner circle? Which Which of those channels? So I used to say that your launch is like a cocktail party and you're the host. But I also say that now that if you don't have to be something that you never have to be something or someone you're not, you interact with people in a way that works for you 
And if you like smaller gatherings or are more introverted, we'll stick to that. Stick to formats that kind of lend themselves to that kind of more personal interaction. Uh, Mingle, but in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're putting on a show because no one wants you to pretend to be something you're not. Um, And I know that there's a lot of there, there's been some people who suggest putting on a persona, but I say that persona really has to be part of who you consider yourself. It can't just be someone made up. I'm not all of a sudden going to be, I don't even know who. Anyways, but unless it's an, like if I, when, whenever I think of a persona, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to put on my Angelina Jolie pearls from her like St. John ads that she used to do. And, but that's a that's like a part of me. So it's not like I'm pretending to be Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Anyways, okay. This was literally the fastest run through of these primary six steps to launching an online program. And as I'm sure you can see, going it alone could be extremely overwhelming. I know that when I try to do any big launch by myself, I always end up trying to find people who can at least be sounding boards for me and help me in some way. And and in that same way, I hope you seek out support. And and if you want details for each of these steps, you, you really don't have to do it alone. There's lots of different options, lots of different people out there for you. Of course, I cover each one of these in detail inside Fearless Launching, which is my online program, which takes a different approach to teaching launching, I think. And because I do think it's part planning, part, but part implementation, part sticking to a vision, part understanding what that vision can and should be based on who you are in your businesses. And I do believe that even with a small audience, you can create something amazing and, and make some money. So quick update before I let you go, uh, I do want to mention again that Summer School for Fearless Launching is now open through April 29th at midnight. So if you enroll in Fearless Launching solo this week, you're going to get three live classes with me. And if you know what solo means, that means it's my self-paced version of Fearless Launching. And generally, there's no community, there's no calls, there ain't nothing but the class. So if you want to go through Fearless Launching with me during the month of June, there's one thing happening in May, um, then click the image below the in the show notes to check those out. Or you can just head to fearlesslaunching.com and check them out over there. So guys, thanks so much for letting me uh, hang out with you today. And I always think it's funny when people, sometimes in fearless launching, I'll leave someone a voice memo or voice message and they will literally say, oh my God, it's like I'm on in the podcast. So I want you to reach out to me as well. Um, Go to the show notes, click on the speak pipe link and leave me a message and tell me which step you struggle with the most. All right. Um, I think that's it for now. So have a great day. Thank you again for listening, listening to the Fearless Launching Show. I could not do this without you guys. And I so appreciate it. So take care and stay tuned for more next week. Bye-bye.